And it's another week. And how are you, Edward Eamon Edwardson? I'm, uh... You weren't expecting that, were you? I was. Because <laughs> I was Kent. Yes, I was Kent because it's horror season and my supernatural abilities are starting to kick in. So my, um, telekinesis allow me to read your brain and know that you were going to come out with an awkward intro. And, uh, of course, once October ends, it'll go back to normal and you won't feel the Yeah, just, just, just regular kinesis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this week is... Uh, Battle or, of... Or I should say telepathicness. Not telekinesis. Telekinesis is it's moving things or you know, Yeah, your I haven't seen you move anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you have, but I haven't been around. I moved the synapses in your brain so that it allowed me to read the thoughts. Ah. Yeah, so. It's all, all my complaints. What a save. Yeah. Anyway, as I was saying, it's uh, the Battle of the 80s Slashers. 1980s. Well, 1980s, Friday the 13th, against 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street. I am really looking forward to this episode, um, I have to say. Uh, I mean, it is probably the two quintessential 80s slashers, um, even though one of them is signed in the film, of course, until the... Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he is actually in it, but he's he not. He is in it. Briefly. It, it, it is interesting. It is weird that um, a horror franchise's villain isn't even really, isn't majorly in the film, the, you know, the debut the film. Like it's, mm. But like if Mike, Michael Myers wasn't in Halloween or, or Freddy wasn't in Nightmare on the Street, it'd be... Or Ghostface wasn't screen. Yeah, it, it'd be really, really odd. Um, no Pennywise in it. well that's kind of different because it's not a big but still it'd be like you know <coughs> we've, we've established the, the, the yeah no it, it, it is it just uh, it is unique I mean and it's oh no I won't go I was going to spoil it for Scream but um, it led to a good mo- great moment at the, at the start of Scream mm, yeah um, that little fact tied that um, Jason isn't the killer in Friday the 13th <laughs> But speaking of Friday the 13th, let's get cracking with round one music. Um, well, well, I just Friday the 13th music was composed by Harry Minfredini. I should also say mentioned that it was directed by Sean Cunningham. Sean S. Cunningham. Sean S. Cunningham. And we'll get down to it. We'll get down. Yeah. So anyway, we'll stay with Friday the 13th for the moment. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I had that written. Like, I mean, <laughs> that is like an iconic. It is uh, it piece is. in horror. Uh, and well, many weeks we've spoken about um, soundtracks for film, and said how they were kind of um, functional. They did what they were supposed to do, mm-hmm. but weren't very memorable. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I feel that applies to this film, but. It also in no way applies to this film because like when it, you can just create a piece of music that everybody identifies straight away with a character in a franchise, then you know you're onto a winner. You know what I mean? Like it's impossible not to commend it. Yeah, you 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 can't not praise that particular piece. You know, it really does work. Um, but I think most of the rest of the soundtrack pales in comparison. You know, it's yes. pretty substandard. Um, not memorable about much of the rest. There is one other bit I will get to shortly. Um, but I said the chi 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 cha cha cha. I love doing that chi 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 cha cha cha. Kind of different. I always uh, kind of more of as a hey chi 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 ha ha ha. Like that's how I written down is C H I H H A. 
Um, but yeah, it's like some of the other music that like when they're getting chased, there's it was this kind of like filler kind of you know it wasn't well I, I like it wasn't bad. Okay, well I'll, I'll talk about the things I liked yeah, first. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so what I liked was I remember when we were discussing we go all the way back to episode one mm-hmm. and we're discussing the Dark Knight music. That feels eons ago. Yeah. <clears throat> Hopefully we've improved since then. But um, the music in the Dark Knight is, and I remember uh, Christopher Nolan t- discussing it, um, and Hans Zimmer discussing it on, on the documentary, in that how they wanted to create music, the Joker's in particular, his thematic music that was off kilter and kind of, you know, creating sounds that weren't necessarily pleasant, mm. and this, this, this does that like. It it feels like a mashup of four different distinct pieces of music kind of squashed together. Mm-hmm. And it does create that kind of frenzy atmosphere, which, to be fair, it does evoke the frenzy, you know, insanity of Mrs. Voorhees. Like it does, it does, it does mm-hmm. do, it does, it does that. The job. nature of that, like this people just dying left right century you yeah know, yeah like, no but, but i think more so in more in particular that like she obviously is insane and mm-hmm. this music is insane you mm-hmm. know if we, i mean it, it it suits insanity because it the tempo changes all over the place like it's not pleasant to listen to but then you know our music often isn't pleasant to listen to especially when you're dealing with a score um yeah. it's not supposed to make you feel relaxed or anything um, and one, but one thing I did notice very early on was just after, like, we, when the nineteen fifty eight scene, the very start of the film, mm-hmm. and the two camp counselors go upstairs, and then you know the first POV murder happens. Yeah. The music after the ch ch ha I heard Jaws, and I heard Psycho. I don't mean the Psycho Psycho shower music. I mean Psycho's theme. I don't know if you can remember or not, but if, 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 I just think deep, deep. I know yeah, you're not, it's not talking that, about that. It's not that. that. Yeah, it's yeah. the main theme to Psycho. It's used throughout the film, and it's used mm-hmm. uh, in the opening, I believe. But it's definitely used throughout the film. Um, if you go back a- after this podcast, Liam, and all those of you listening, and listen, type in Psycho's theme. Can you hear the Jaws element? Um. I'll have to go back and listen again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I it, it, didn't I, pick up on the phone I watched, but it was really obvious to me. Like I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, that that is straight up Jaws." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's Psycho!" Like it felt like, like so much so that that you know I would have if I was. You did the monster man in music format. <laughs> I mean, more so if I was. Uh, um, who was it? Did uh, Bernard Herman did Psycho and Jaws was John Williams, wasn't it? Yeah. If I was either of those two people, I'd have been calling them up. I would have been calling up Harry and saying, uh, how long in a second when I need a credit on that theme because um, you're basically ripping us off. But I mean, yeah. if you weren't making any money, we wouldn't care. But the fact that you're making a lot of money from this, <laughs> yeah, we definitely yeah. Um, oh, I got to say, um, the scene, the final scene when she's on the lake, does this kind of warp? It's weird. The music is kind of like warp kind of but it's also kind of like a little bit of an upbeat feel to it but there's some it's, it's some, I don't know warped and kind of just oh, just something strange about the music at the end do you know that moment she's kind of when in the boat of, yeah and then and the little, little <coughs> rap yeah, little I thought it was thing. quite pleasant I actually no. li- I actually liked that uh, music no I did like it I thought it worked that's what I'm saying but I thought okay. it, was, it was quite like 
there was something kind of not right about it, but I mean that it, that it helped enhance the scene, you know. It definitely did. Um, yeah. And then there was a kind of upbeat feel, and then bam, when he yeah. leaps out. Do, 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 do. That's a terrible impression. <laughs> but I haven't done one since the first uh, episode. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like a. Not that is how I would describe it. Yeah. It does not sound like that. Um, it it um, crescendos, I guess. <coughs> it's okay. We, we don't have to sing the music. We've done enough of the chichis. Um, just everyone who's watching, listening to this remembers that scene because it's unforgettable you can't forget Jason jumping but up I, I, had, I like that that piece of music was really really worked really well I like that um, yeah and and I um, there, there, there was a couple of moments as well when um, when you know because when the whenever um, Mrs. Voorhees what's her first name is it Pamela was it yeah I think it's Pamela yeah I just I prefer Mrs. Voorhees mm. um, when she's stalking them and like there are moments where the theme is kind of a little more subtle, and the mm. strings are kind of um, they're kind of hanging on one note, it's, kind of it's like that they're just scene. wavering, and it does create it does create tension quite well. Um, it's like that scene where that Joker guy is kind of um, sees someone walking into the one of the kind of. Oh, yeah, to the cabin. Yeah, thing, and he's like, "Hello," and it can you can kind of yeah. plays there. That's I, 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 I think it's there. I, the one, the place where I noticed the most was um with uh what was her name? Was it Marcia? Uh, Marcia, which girl? Um, Mercy, Mercy, Jack's Kevin Bacon's girlfriend. What what, what what are you talking about? When she's in the bathroom. Oh, before she before she's killed. killed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. When you see her kind of moving towards the showers yeah. and the camera is following her. Didn't they have it though as well at the lake too? Well, they, uh, uh, oh yeah, they had it a few places. Showing the hand and Brenda thinks she sees something. Yes, yeah, they I had it in a few places. Well. And I, I thought it did work. I, I, yeah. Like, and yeah, no, I, I wouldn't call this bad in any way. Um, I just thought there were some really unbelievably iconic moments. I didn't say it was bad. I yeah, just no, said yeah. some bits were it, It's of, just we, we've, we've, we've been a bit negative probably so no but like I mean like the 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 obviously the the ch- 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 is I really like well I did we both <laughs> no, really no, 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 and at, at the end every time piece... we talk about that we have to yeah sing it's it. just like yeah. I guess it's a signature score <laughs> um but uh, then also I said that the final scene um I said as well that, that music I really like that music as well yeah no but um so I, I think overall I think it was a good score um because I think I, I think it, you know it worked quite well it wasn't amazing, but then the iconic theme is so iconic mm. that I think it bumped it up into you know yeah that definitely brought score, it up you know? brought up uh, um, more. But uh, yeah, will we move on to the nightmare. Uh yeah. Never Elm Street was directed compo- by Wes Craven. Just getting it in there. Oh yes, Wes by and then music by um, uh, Bernstein. Is it Charles Bernstein? Uh, yeah. You want to start? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll start with the the opening, the opening mm. scene. Like, I mean, the music is just really creepy and unsettling. And then, like, you know, he's slowly kind of building the glove. And then when he puts it on, and that kind of... Mm. That kind of soaring, kind of, the way it comes in. And then the titles come in. I think the music really, um, really helped to create like a, f- a fantastic opening that opening a little bit you know yeah no I completely agree Um, and I'll be honest I, I felt that the 
in that scene, that intro scene we're talking about, leading into we see Tina in the hallway, mm-hmm. that to me was kind of, um, it was very similar in, in a way to the score of Friday the 13th and a lot of times. When I was talking earlier about how it was like a lot of different types of music layered mm-hmm. on top of each other. Yeah. In Friday the 13th, they felt frantic and frenzied and kind of very un. What's it unpolished, but kind of, yeah, kind of unpolished, kind of just unfinished almost, which it did work. In here, it's extremely polished and extremely finished. Um, but it, it's not that it make it doesn't make it feel. It, it's like the music sounds good, but it still sounds really eerie and effective for setting up Freddy. Mm. Um, because like I mean, there's so many different elements. Like you have the kind of heavy drum beat, and then you have the shrill strings. And the piano comes in. And there's synth in there as there's well. There's synth, yeah, yeah. And that kind of nursery rhyme. Yeah, kind the of nursery beat. rhyme is great. And like, because they use it so much. Like, mm. obviously, you have the girl, the skip, skip rope singing yeah, it. But then yeah, they also, later on, when yeah. they're often talking about it, they kind of, the, the melody kind of kicks in, you know. Yeah, no, but the, yeah. And then you have like kind of, there's kind of like a ghost like wailing, a kind of, like a, like a woman kind of almost in pain. Like, mm. It's, I think it's, it's kind of obscured enough where like. Is that the same when, when he's walking on the alley, you kind of hear it's like, it's like a howling kind of song yeah kind of um, um, and then they bring in that the kind of the keyboard kind of you know main piece uh, mm. and it just it all comes together in, in, in a way that's really distinctive I mean it, it doesn't sound like anything else like again mm. it's it's like the um, Friday the 13th I would say it's a little that, underrated, actually, the Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, I think, I don't think I really... It's not mentioned as much as some of the others, like, hit you know? me. I mean, I, I always remembered it from before. I mean, I've seen it, I don't know, maybe three times. Mm. But um, this is the first time, and obviously, you know, you're taking notes and you're really analysing something, you kind of maybe pay more attention to it. But I, I realised how distinctive it is, how unique sounding it is. You'd never confuse any other theme or score to a different film. But just also how effective it was. Um, There's even a bit like where, um, do you know when she's looking in the cell and she sees Freddy walking into Rod's cell and he's just kind of like, it's it's a piano piece, but it's kind of like otherworldly. And then I was thinking like, of course, it's like it's dreamlike, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's something very um, unnerving about it, kind of just seeing him there standing over him, walking through the cell, you know, just kind of just you know yeah yeah I, I, i'll be honest the synth i thought was hit or miss like well, that thought, wasn't synth that was piano that but oh, no, no no i was just sorry i thought you were talking about synth. no that was piano piano bit it was, okay. it was kind of um it sounded kind of otherworldly and, and very dreamlike um what was it which way with the prison so joe when she's um she's dreaming herself I oh yeah she, she goes Rod's, to see and she sees, sees freddie sleeping over. in the bed and yeah, freddie yeah, walks yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, no that worked very well um but in general, in the dream sequences, is kind of when they u- utilized synth more so than in reality. Mm. Um, and I like that distinction. You know, I, li- yeah. I like that. It's more subtle um, when they're talking about it, I mean, when they're awake. Yeah. Or, you know, but um, alluding to it. There were a t- couple of moments with the synth that it kind of reminded me of. I remember, again, going back to early episodes, but when we did Terminator versus Robocop, and there were a couple of moments where I thought the synth kind of took me out of it a little bit. Uh, like the bit when she's chasing Nancy in the boiler. Yeah, the, there's a couple of synth bits that it just became a little. 
little video gamey, just kind of just ver uh, age I, into yeah. video game territory. I did think though that where the synth really worked was when Tina was killed because it was. Oh like, yeah, yeah, boom, yeah. The, that that's, that's why that was so heavy. That's why I'm saying like, hit or miss because yeah. there were certain well, moments yeah. where it worked really yeah. well as well. I thought with Nancy it did that bit. I thought it did kind of go out of a little bit, but I thought with Tina's dead it really <laughs> worked. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. yeah everything, so everything. Everything about yeah. that scene was amazing. To be fair. Um. Yeah, and, and then and then like on top of all of that, then you bring in the children singing as mm. well, the rhyme, which yeah. again we have to talk about in music. Yeah. Even though uh, I, like I don't you were know. talking, so you were talking about iconic with the, the oh piece of the uh, I, remember, I remember I remember mean, singing that as a child. I remember singing that as a child before I'd even seen an Iron Island Street. You know, <laughs> I remember being like six or seven years old and singing that. But like so, just quickly, we'll say so. It's one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, uh, but lock your door. Five, six, grab a crucifix. Seven, eight, gonna stay up late. Nine, ten, Freddy. Uh, nine, ten, never sleep again. Mm. And of course, <laughs> I remember you probably the same. I thought it was, and we say it was one, two. Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Five, six, he's gonna cut you up with sticks. Seven, eight, he's at your gate. Nine, ten. Freddy's there again or something you know Freddy's it, back again yeah right, right. But that might, might have been right but it just it's that thing of like getting well, a couple of them wrong because you hear six. it from different people and then you think that's what it is when it wasn't you know yeah I remember 5-6 something with sticks yeah. but for some reason in my mind I just remember it as pick up sticks <laughs> I don't know like, <laughs> like a defense mechanism pick up the sticks <laughs> yeah, might help I don't you. know but I remember that 7-8 he's at your gate yeah. which it was 7-8 Gonna stay up late. Right? And nine ten, Freddy Freddy's back again. Yeah. Well, that could have happened in one of the sequels. Maybe this. I think they do say yeah, that. He might have said it in the trailer. I think for the yeah. third one, they had it in the, just in the trailer. I think they had it, you know, or something. But um, yeah, it, it, it is again, um, every, quite every, you know, a great example of how iconic it is mm. when children are singing it and they've never even seen the film. Mm. And I mean. It, it makes sense, like, I mean, you think about, like, you know, Freddie Arnett was massive, but, like, Freddy Krueger was, like, yeah. you know, politicians used to mention him and mention Elm Street. Mm. Like, in the 80s, he was, like, one of the biggest things, you know. Just pure pop culture, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought, um, I, I, th- I thought overall the music in Elm Street was, was pretty fantastic. Yeah, I agree. It was creepy, unsettling, mm. subtle, and then it was very intense, didn't it have to be? It's pretty much exactly what it needed to be. Yeah. Um, and, and as you said, it was a few minor hiccups, but for yeah, the most part, it was it was really good. Yeah, like tying it in with the dreams and everything, mm-hmm. just little kind of nice ideas that, like they probably they could have done it without it and it still would have worked, mm-hmm. but it just the extra flourishes just really elevated it to the next level. But um, yeah, do you want to vote? Uh, yeah. So uh, music, <laughs> I'll um, I'm gonna go with Nightmare on the Street. Uh, <laughs> for a second, I thought it was Friday Thirteenth. I don't know why, but in my head, uh, I, was I mean, like, we kind of. Because we've kind of given <laughs> it's a reason. Kind of obvious, yeah. really. Um, I agree. A Nightmare on the Street uh, for me as well. Um, Friday the 13th has iconic moments, but it also has moments that are fine, but not amazing. Nightmare on the Street overall is consistently. That's what I'd say. It's a far more consistent soundtrack. Yeah, um, yeah so yeah, we're agreed. Nightmare takes. 2-0 going into round 2 horror so well horror and special effects isn't it 
Yeah, well, yeah, we, 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 we can bring that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <clears throat> it all falls under for foreboding. No one's going to turn off as like, oh my God, no one said there'd be special effects. <laughs> no one said there'd be boasting. Milhouse. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, what were they called again? The party posse. Party posse. So there right. has to be at least one Lieutenant Smash. That's yeah. right. Lieutenant L.T. Smash. That's right. There has to be at least one Simpsons reference every episode. And it wasn't uh, Willie as Freddy. No. No, it's a <laughs> Shockingly. But it is now. <laughs> it is now, yeah. Um, okay, okay, so. Friday the 13th. Um, this is... A I want you to start in this one, yeah. You okay. <laughs> it, 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 it's... It, like the music, um, it has ups and downs. Mm-hmm. More downs. <laughs> well, I'll well, no, just I, say I, I it's. It, 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 for can me, I start? Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I'll start. Okay, yeah. okay, so one thing I really did like was um, the first person perspective from the killer mm-hmm. throughout the film. Yeah. That was a really great idea because, I mean, the twist of, of who the killer is. It, to be fair, it's a fantastic twist. Like, nobody is going to see that coming. Because they don't they only like, allude to her like maybe once or twice yeah. before she's even seen it. No, there is zero chance. And of course, this is, I mean, again, it's impossible. It was impossible for us going in. Well, no, because when I went in, I thought it was going to be Jason killing them. And then it's like, whoa, what the hell? I did not expect that. I, I, I think the first time I watched it was... I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or mm. so, which is surprisingly late. Well, maybe. You, said, you said the last time, like, you watched The first it. time I ever watched it. Oh, sorry. Okay. So I'm saying the first time I ever watched it, going in, I was sure Jason was going to be the killer. Because I'd yeah. seen clips of, you know, Jason killing mm-hmm. people before or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I was genuinely shocked when it wasn't Jason and it was uh, Mrs. Voorhees. Um, so I that twist is fantastic. But it's also it's a, it's a it's a great way to allow them to do that twist realistically mm-hmm. because if we could see her stature, you know, because even watch called remember Steve doing the yellow jacket. It's like he's like, oh hi, what yeah, are you doing on this yeah, mess? Yeah. Like he doesn't see her as why she'd no. be a threat to him in any way, and, and, it, it, and it she goes, obviously knows him. It goes a way towards explaining how a middle aged woman could do this mm. with the elements of surprise. There, are, I think, certain areas where you definitely have to leave your brain at the door go like mm. really she's going to kill all of these athletic well built young men but you look I mean going in pretty quickly you realise it's not exactly you know the most realistic film you're ever going to see but um, but I thought that, that the idea of the first person perspective uh, was excellent idea and a great way to keep it a secret of mm. who the killer is, and it gave the like well, Miss Warhol's more kind of power almost the fact that you know we don't completely. I mean, it's uh, almost like she has a mask because we're not seeing who she is. Yeah, no, it's know. it's it's very similar mm. to again without going to spoilers, but very similar to Scream, where you know um, the character you don't know who it is, blah blah blah, mm. um, but they also like the character in Scream again without spoilers, but when it's revealed. You know who is inside Ghostface mm-hmm. in Scream. They have less power straight away afterwards. Yeah. Like once it's revealed who they are, their power seems to disappear and they're now a normal person, which uh, 
kind of annoying sometimes. I mean, oh, I, I, I get for that a ghost face to get flattened in this costume. That's a few that's, times. As well. That's well, that's true. But <laughs> like the way he, you know, the speed that he yeah, or she yeah, moves yeah. at, or you know what I mean, like it's, it's uh, you know, he's he or she is super not quite supernatural. Mm. Um, but um, and, and I get obviously when Scream they're referencing this type of thing in films because Scream is all about referencing. But in this, uh, it does annoy me how weak she gets later on it's really odd like she's just like a little, little i mean after the, the third time she's knocked out by alice you're like really this this woman was it not stacy her name alice was it alice yeah stacy yeah. is there even a stacy in the film for the main girl that's alice i'm pretty sure liam okay, okay maybe it is well maybe. let's let's find out okay, you keep talking while i'm googling yeah um yeah, I tried it right now. Um, okay, but just going on the on the first scene, I I did like when they had the shot of the full moon. I thought that was kind of cool. It set a nice kind of a kind of a tone, you know. Mm-hmm. And then obviously when when two of them go up the stairs, and then obviously it's the P- first time we see the POV shot, and it's slowly descending up the stairs to them. I thought that I thought that was oh, nice. Oh, it's Alice. Okay, yeah. that's right. Um, that'll go to help for when we're going forward with the characters. That's <laughs> so we're discussing the characters. Mm-hmm. It'll help um, to know what her name is. Go um, on, yeah. The moon? Yeah, the moon said they said a nice tone and then when she's going up the stairs, you know, to them, you know, to the two ca- uh, camp counsellors, when she kills them. Oh, like, yes. Well, so we sorry, weren't yeah. doing anything. Oh, yeah, 58, But there's yeah. the slow kind of descent up the stairs. I thought that was kind of nice and, and creepy. Um, but one of the, I thought one of the creepiest bits for me was, do you know when Alice is hiding in the pantry and you hear the door open, mm. slowly open, and you hear the kind of the footsteps getting closer and closer. That kind of stuff to me I find that kind of stuff really creepy if you're, that you're hiding and you don't know what's going on on the outside yeah how close or far away they are something unsettling about that and I really found that scene that to me was one of the creepiest scenes in the whole film there's some subtlety to it yeah. um, which this film doesn't have a lot of no subtlety, it doesn't have a lot of it, but, but that was but that is a scene where there's a bit of subtlety yeah. another one where they do I want to get back to the, actually just before we go on to well I was about to say the cupboard scene in the pantry I mean this came out in 1980, right? Mm-hmm. Which came out first, this or The Shining? Because that is really similar to Jack Turns in The Shining, smashing through the door with the sharp object. <laughs> the, the, um, check the, the release. But I mean, I'm sh- I don't know. I don't know what month they came out. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, both were obviously in the can before they either came out, I'd yeah. imagine. Um, but I was just like, I, I, was like, I was like, oh my God, I was like, that is so similar. And I was like, the same year. I never actually checked to see which came out first. Um, it's also and I just on the, on a little bit more the subtle side of uh, things where Brenda's brushing her teeth and you just see a hand. Joe, you know where, where where Marcy was killed when it was mm. kind of kind of shower curtain thing. Yeah, and you just see all he sees is the hand kind of gently kind of brushing the curtain back just to kind of you don't see the face, but you see him looking out, obviously observing Brenda to see what she's doing, and she yeah. just. Simple little thing, but it's just, just something kind of creepy about that. Just a little hand kind of tucking back the curtain, you know. There's another little subtle uh, moment that I found kind of creepy. Uh, yeah, no, sorry, I just checked here. Um, Friday the 13th was May 9th, and Shining was May 23rd. Okay, well, only a few weeks in the difference. So, so Shining copied uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I seriously doubt that Stanley Kubrick saw that and goes, I gotta change it. Yeah. I know you're joking, but um. The fact that I mean they're obviously both in the can way before they were released, but um yeah no there was a couple of other scenes actually one in particular that I thought I, I thought was the the scariest scene in the entire film, 
the most effective scene in the entire film was um, Brenda being called by the when she hears Jason well you, presumably Jason or yeah, it's a child's voice yeah but I think actually I think it was Mrs. Voorhees I think it was as saying well. Jason's line you know voice um, that was quite creepy and the way she's going out like they were building the tension quite well uh, <clears throat> in that scene and like they built it and built it and then you know the lights on the archery mm. scene and then we don't see what happens but I felt a lot of the deaths were Although, again, before before I go into the negatives, because I love the reveal of Ned on the bed. Yeah, that, I, I that wasn't was expecting it. And yeah. then also, um, I can't, uh, Kevin Bacon's character, what was it Jack? Yeah. yeah. Um, when his death was fantastic because they did it so well by having the drip come down. So he sees that. Mm-hmm. He's distracted. We're distracted by the drip. The drip and then we're looking going, oh, yeah. how is he going to react to this? And then he's dead. Mm. That's really good. Like, when you when you... Uh, distract your audience and then you genuinely yeah. uh, get them w- unawares and it looked fantastic it looked great really effect like the way really, really did that. I don't know how they did that to be honest yeah no I think I know the slight scene but like I'm not criticizing at all I thought it looked it looked really mm-hmm. really good uh, just before we get on to the kind of the ultra gory deaths there's one little subtle moment I liked was before before Marcy is struck with the axe mm-hmm. you just see the shadow of it in the background which again, yeah, I, nice I, I agree. Yeah, I, I had it down as well. Um, but I, I thought that was great. I thought it was a great scene, or you know, it was done very well, shot very well. Oh, but she Tension was building, and then when it cuts to her, she's just standing there, and like I... they hold on her for like yeah. two and a half seconds. It's like it slowed down. It just, like... it just completely deflates the yeah. whole thing, and it's like, oh. And, and I kind of felt like, and don't get me wrong, the effects for the deaths look great, mm. but I felt like the characters were being dictated by the effect, death, effects of the death you know what I mean they're walking props yeah but they're, they're set up to be there to be used for the special effects yeah. of the death like, that's what I kind of felt like it was like it was the special effects the effects were dictating the characters you know completely I mean like going into oh, this or certainly within five or ten minutes of the film you know that you're not like don't get attached to the characters well we'll get that that's, yeah, yeah, we'll go to that later. But yeah, but like, like the uh, the the set pieces and drive the film, mm. not the story or anything. Like yeah, that. I mean, I said like the effects look great mm. uh, of the death. But I just thought sometimes it was just like, okay, the next showpiece dead, the next showpiece dead, the next showpiece dead. Oh, completely. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, that's what this is. Yeah. This is a, I, in wrestling terms, it's a spot fest. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought, the, I thought the. Final showdown with with Mar- or with uh, Alice and Miss Voorhees, it went on a little too long. I thought it, it lagged a bit. It did. It was like three rounds. Yeah. Like um, because I have to say, I think the reveal of her. I think I kind of touched on this already, but the reveal of her was done mm-hmm. so well, and it really did remind me of Scream. Mm-hmm. The reveal, yeah. how it was done. Yeah. No, it was really. Um, good. And I thought, I thought, like it genuinely shocked me, but I thought it was also subtly done. Like mm-hmm. her transition, you like, you like. Kind of with, with, along with Alice, you're like, wait, there's something off here, and then it just starts. She starts kind of tearing off the onion layers, yeah. and you start seeing, oh my god, okay, this she actually is. She's doing all of this. And I thought what else was good was when Annie, uh, Judah, the girl, this, yes, who actually, yeah, actually, kind of start, yeah. she seemed nice. I kind of liked her when she gets chased through the forest. The mu- it's interesting that when the music stops, it actually became creepier. I thought, which I thought was kind of funny. So she's been chased and there's a bit of music and the music stops and it's her again for another maybe 20, 25 seconds kind of 
looking to get away and then obviously she's caught by Miss Voorhees and then um, uh, uh, the slit of the throat looked again looked amazing it looked really good like it was yeah, a really the, good shot the special effects were really yeah, good they this. were really good um, her death to be honest I didn't strike me as anything too interesting no I just thought it was when the music for me when the music stopped I thought it just it enhanced I found it a bit more settling then a bit more a little creepy kind of like you know with the music on it yeah. what's going to happen now I'll be honest I, silence, I, like kinda. you I did kind of like her she was quite uh, the actress yeah. playing her yeah. was very charming and mm. like you kind of immediately like her and I'm sorry that, that that was the point um, and it was quite interesting that she, like, she is up until that point, as far as I was concerned, our protagonist. Mm. And then she's the first one to die. You're like, whoa, okay, that's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, I was, kind of, I was disappointed that she died that <laughs> so early in it. Because I thought she was um, she was one of the more interesting characters. At least <laughs> that I kind of gravitated towards. But just but before I we get into the probably more of the charm of her, I'd say, yeah. more than anything. But I thought, um, another thing um, I thought was kind of interesting, I would like to see a bit more of was, do you know the, the guy who was giving Annie the lift and he's kind of talking about you hear about stories in the old days when the drowning that kid and all kind of giving a history of Camp Crystal Lake which mm. I was like well, kind of, I kind of like that they're, they're kind of uh, apprehensive of opening up that place up again you know and everyone's kind of you know bit um, on the edge yeah taken aback as well that they're opening that place up yeah. you know I thought it was kind of it's kind of nice yeah no I, I agree yeah. I agree and um, the uh, <laughs> if it were uh, Alice chops Mrs. Vory's head off I was just thinking she, 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 she clenches her fist after her head is gone um, I, I burst out laughing at that but I, I was I was thinking of like uh, quickening you know because you're like a Highlander well yeah, yeah <laughs> so no, went, like, I can see that but I'll be honest I was thought was like she was born in the wrong time she should have been a medieval executioner <laughs> like she would have been a ma- like the power she got in that swing to cleanly chop her head off like I doubt, you know. Uh, well, she used the knife, wasn't it? Or no, it was yeah. the it was the machete, wasn't it? The machete, yeah. Like, so. I think the chances I'd say of me doing that with five chops would be, you know, unlikely. There's no way she's doing one clean slice through, like not a chance. But look, it's it's, a, um, uh, it's a bit over the top. The final scene in. Uh, that was cool when he was out of the water. Mm. That was a great shot. It was a great shot. Um, but I didn't like the fact that it was just a dream. But it, actually, I'll be honest, I was kind of confused in this because, so it's her on the boat, mm. the police and everything. It's morning and, you, yeah. and like morning means you're safe. You've survived everything. Then Jason comes out. Like, done, great idea. Uh, and uh, apparently, well, not apparently, what they said was they'd just seen Carrie and again, I don't want to get into spoilers, but there oh, is I a jump it. scare yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In, in Carrie near the end. And they thought, oh, we got to do do that. So they did. They added this afterwards. It wasn't originally in, in, mm. in it. And it was very late on, they added it afterwards. I think it would have been better just ended on that. Then, it would have been way better ended on that. But they, because then when they do, oh, it was only a dream or something, you're like, okay, so that, that was just nothing. She was afraid that was going to happen. But then... It's like, did they find the body? It's like, no, we only found you in the boat. Mm. So, like, did she? Did he attack her? Like, I mean, it, it makes sense that maybe she what she did imagine it because she was told stuff by Mrs. Warwick, and also because we know Jason goes back in sequels. How the hell would he, he still yeah, be? Yeah, but I think, I think we have to we have to ignore the sequels. Yeah. Um, we can only take this well, film. Well, then I think I, I think she imagined it because I think it might have just been 
trauma of of the night before, and also Mrs. Royce told her that you know my Jason, my son, yeah, no, watching, I, I think know. that makes sense. But yeah. then, like she goes, so that boy is still out there, and then we cut back to the lake of where he's and you see the ripples of the water, like suggesting mm-hmm. that Jason is under there waiting mm-hmm. for a sequel. So it felt to me like they wanted to have their cake and eat it too. They wanted to have the jump scare, which was very effective. And as you said, if they'd ended on that, it would have been an excellent ending. But then they wanted her still to survive. And then it like, but it did happen, but she survived somehow. And he's still out there. But maybe uh, it just it felt a bit of a mess, to be honest. Mm. It just it pushed it too far and she just cut it. He took her and that was it. It would have been a great ending. Yeah, um, yeah so the, that, the ending annoyed me. Mm. It was uneven. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall for Friday, I mean, I thought it has some great gruesome deaths. And it has there, some good and, death and kills. There are some um, two or three moments that are subtly creepy as well. Yeah, there's about two or three moments that I thought maybe I would be, two. I'll be honest, two kind of moments where I felt tense for the characters mm-hmm. during them. There was the as the one with um with Brenda. Yeah. And with Alice at the end in the in the pantry, but otherwise I didn't really care too much when the characters died. Mm. Um, but we move on to Nightmare. Yeah. Okay. So um, well, I think I think since we just because we just finished on talking about the ending for for Friday's Friday, I think we'll I will start with Elm Street on the ending. Okay. Because I think the ending of Elm Street that last little bit. Does not the bit the shot of her being pulled through the door? You know what I'm talking about. Of course, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, How that, can I ever forget that? that compared to Jason coming out like that's you know that bit. You know that's something that further in definitely did, did better. But like story, I don't know if you know the story on that on that ending. So what Craven wanted just to be, she gets in the car with her friends and they drive off. Bob Shea was like, "Look, I want to have the chance for a sequel here." And Wes is like, "Look, he." Without his money, I wouldn't be able to make this film. It's fine, we'll compromise. So they did that. It was like one quick shot because he was like, look, Wes, we have to stop. It's like, you one shot to do this and do it now. So it was a quick in. But there was another ending they had thought about was going to be Nancy goes into the car and then it revealed it's Freddy that's driving the car and it drives off. And then the mother just kind of waves him away and that's it. That was the third. It was like three different versions. It should just ending. have been to get into the car and drive away and the Freddy stripes are on the car. Yeah. There's no need nice for anything sort of, yeah. with the mother. Yeah. Nothing. Um, I'll be honest, even then, I kind of annoyed me. It, it felt very similar to Have Your Cake and Eat It Too. Mm. Um, I felt like Nancy deserved to win. And to me, she doesn't. In that, in that she's still in I a dream. I think that she's, she's like, trapped. She's, like, yeah, that she lost the ending. But um, look, we'll get to that in the in the... We get the characters and goes out. Well, yeah, no, but that's part um, of horror, definitely as well. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it, it just it kind of the ending. Well, obviously, the mother was just laughably stupid. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen in a film that is good. Um, yeah, it really irritated me. Well, I, I, at least, at least that wasn't the very last shot. At least I just, the last shot like, is uh, I the girls and the. I just girl. can't believe that they left it in. Like that's astounding to me that they left that in. They, they saw that and going, okay, yeah, it wasn't perfect, but it's still good enough to go in. Like really? Well, like, that was like the last thing. I could no, I know, that. but just like if you just don't put that in and they drive away, 
Oh no, but Bob wanted that. No, I understand, but like, but like, where's his hands were tied? He's not in the Okay, but I'm saying, like... I'm saying, Bob. Why didn't Bob go? All right, look, I hold my hands up. We try to do it with another money. Uh, that looks terrible. Take it out. I think because they were already losing money or something. I don't know. No, I know what I'm saying is, was... cut it in the editing room afterwards. After yeah, screening it, should have. Yeah. You look at it and go, that doesn't yeah. work. Take it out. It doesn't cost any money. You or it could have even just had her screaming and then. No, but uh, just there's no need for it. Like it's just it's it's a bad decision, and then it's a terrible decision to do it terribly. Like it's bad to do it in the first place, and it's terrible to do it horrifically and then keep it in the movie. It's just a really bizarre decision, and it does end the movie on a sour note. We're like, what? That's how it ends, really. Very strange. Anyway, aside from that, there are some like memorable. Uh, <laughs> there are yes. horror moments. Okay, so I mean, straight off at the very start when he's making his glove yeah reassembling and he's getting ready um the slow and kind of heavy breathing you hear yeah the breathing always... the sound effects obviously the music yeah. which we discussed yeah. but then like, you cut a tina like in her nightdress running in this like corridor that's like it looks like it almost rained there's like there's you know it's soaked there's and... a school kind of hot corridor first yeah yeah but, but like puddles of water and then yeah. you see a sheep walk yeah. out of nowhere that's like slaughtered lamb kind of thing well there's that. I didn't even yeah. think of that but you're probably right but also like counting sheep when you're sleeping yeah. as well yeah Um. but uh, to me it was it was it, that but also it was just like it was like a surreal moment where you realize, okay, something's askew here. Mm. Because obviously, you know, I know the title is Nightmare on the Street, but we don't know that she's asleep right now. Yeah, we don't know what's going. You don't know what's going on. Um, but I, I love the bit. You know, when she's high up, she's just going to the ballroom, and she's really high up, like, on a, and then it kind of pans down, and you just kind of see at the very bottom, you see these kind of shadowy figure just kind of walking. And again, it's that thing for me is that thing of distance, just something in the distance. That I always find really creepy, kind of. Yeah, I, you know? I, yeah, yeah. There's great subtlety. Mm. Like you hear his laughter, you see, you hear his footsteps. You see slight snatches of movements in the corner of the screen. You see little bits of shadows just moving. You know, it, it, it's building him up really well. And I must great as well. It's like there's a bit where she's kind of running, and it seems unnatural. But it's in a dream. Yeah, you know, I wasn't so sure if that was like done on purpose or not. But the, Nancy has a similar one as well, and I figured mm. that must be a stylistic yeah. choice because it's that thing in dreams. Things are different; it's not reality, so mm. it kind of skews it, you know. So it's like it is a thing. Joe, when you have a nightmare and you're running, and you always feel like you're not able to run as fast as you can, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. It always is a kind of a thing. Yeah. No. No. I thought that that that, that was um uh, a great choice. Um, <clears throat> I think also one thing just in general with Freddy, you know, that struck me. Like and I never really noticed it before. I never really analyzed it before, but he's he's um he's like toying with them. Oh, completely, yeah. He's he's getting off on the thrill of torturing them yeah, and terrifying, terrifying yeah. them, and he's like a cat with a mouse, mm-hmm. and he's got a cat, but like he knows that he can kill it at any second. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's no savoring the. Yeah, yeah, completely. I never that never really grabbed me before, but I noticed it in this, and I thought it, I thought it you know added to, the the horror, mm. I think knowing even, that like oh I can kill you at any second, mm. but I'll do it when I'm good. Yeah, and ready. when I'm good and ready. But even then as well, like when she wakes up, and your mother's like you know you're okay, Tina, and like, she sees there's like oh some dream judging from that, and you just see the slashes, mm. and like and you're like oh my god, like so that's really, because I know like it's. I know we we know that the the structure or the, the 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 you know how it works, but 
when you're really watching and you're kind of evaluating, you're like, geez, that is like so disturbing. Like you wake up and like what what's attacked you has really attacked you. You know, it really yeah, I, yeah. I, again, it's, it's, it, this this film, like a lot of films that we we we've um, covered in this series, suffers from the um, it's so famous, it's hard to go in blind syndrome, hmm. uh, and it's hard to be surprised at what Freddy can do and be like, oh wait, so he can if he hurts you in the dream, you're hurt in real life. Like we know that going in, like the first time. I, I, and I saw this for the first time as a child. I'm sure I was probably only about seven or eight years old when I saw it for the first time. Mm. But or certainly bits of it. Maybe I left the room halfway <laughs> through or whatever, hiding behind the couch. But so it's very hard to judge it like, you know, an audience would have judged it when it first came out. Um, but we can only take it as it comes. But still, I still find it is very effective. Like when you wake up and you see that, and even though we're not shocked by it, because obviously we know that's the case, we know what he can mm. do. It's still a, a a great moment, you know, and it, it works very well. And, and it's the same thing when, like, uh, Tina realizes Nancy has been dreaming about the same figure, you know. Mm. Like, that, imagine like realizing that, like, you realize yeah, Glenn is having well. the same thing, like, so like it's just you know when like when they mention the red and green yes. jumper, and yeah, Glenn and looks like, up sharply, yeah. and yeah. you see that okay, he dreamed of him as well. Mm. So it's setting him up very well. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I, as we discussed, the music, when the next day when they're all meeting together and the children are doing the jump rope and the singing mm. and the, you know, it just uh, straight away you're like, okay, this is, and, they, and their kind of nursery rhyme tone is suiting the discussion of the nightmare. Yeah. Um, again, it's, it's a nice visual and, and audible uh, addition to the scene. Um, uh, I did obviously you have the, the wall. Oh. <laughs> that shot is amazing. Fan. Fantastic, yeah. so good, and so it's like you're in bed, like you should be the safest place mm. you can be. And it's like, no, you're not, like, you're not safe yeah. asleep, you know, like that's and and you know what, you know what, I mean, like, I agree with you entirely. Like, and uh, it, it looks fantastic, it, you know, it, it, it is really, really creepy. But one thing that struck me the most uh, last time, last night we watched it was, um. When the crucifix falls down, the crucifix falls, isn't it? It yeah, does fall, it yeah. Falls, yeah. And she picks it up and she puts it back on the wall. Yeah, like that. But you see that the wall is solid. Mm. So yeah, because she kind of does. Because when they not, filmed that, as yeah. we, we we both know um, from the documentary uh, the making of that, that's a sheet of lycra. Yeah, like that's that stretchy lycra, and they just had uh, was it um, Robert England who did it? No, I think it was one of the. Uh, anyway, it doesn't someone really, on, yeah. the, on the production team. Well, like, well, the guy who does it, he presses himself yeah, in yeah. and looks amazing. And but they said that was one of the cheapest like effects, effects in the whole but, film. But what I love though, as I say, like is because it's lycra, then it's not lycra, but it's mm. in the same shot from what I can see. Mm. I didn't notice. Yeah, you don't notice like, where it was caused. So, like, I feel it's like a magic trick, and mm. you're like, oh, how do we do that? See what we did there, like you know, like because oh, what was that? Oh, too late. <laughs> um, and I really, I really like that. Just from a craftsman's, mm. you know, perspective. Yeah. Uh, you didn't get the reference, did you? I did, yeah. Oh, okay. okay, I almost get the reference. Um, it was just I was in the middle of my point. Yeah, I wanted to make. It. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I loved, I loved the fact that they changed out the walls in that shot, and I didn't notice it. I loved that. Uh, I really, really, and obviously as well as it being really creepy just on a, from a special effects perspective it's fantastic as well yeah and there's a thing I want to actually bring up as well so do you know when 
he's kind of calling Tina and he throws the thing in yeah. the window and that and she walks out because I've heard people often go like, just in general kind of say like why would she walk out and follow the voice it's a dream but exactly that's the thing well, this is the one horror film yeah. that it, it you can justify it Completely. You do yeah, such yeah. stupid things or weird yeah, decisions yeah, yeah. in dreams. That's yeah, that, that's yeah. silly comment to make. Yeah. Well, whoever says that, it doesn't really, doesn't really think about what they're saying. Mm. Um, th- this film, you're exactly right. In a dream, you because it's like who has a dream where there's a bomb exploding outside, but you're sitting inside watching television in the sitting room. You go to the bomb, like mm. there's no you don't dream about crazy stuff in the background while you're sitting here knitting. Like no yeah. one does that. Um, the dream is you in the thick of the action. That's what it exactly, always is. Yeah. So whether yeah, you want to be there that, or not, that, you that, that, find yourself. That's there, a silly it? comment. Um, yeah, no, and I thought that that whispering of her name was yeah. really, really great. And as that's well. again him kind of toying with her. Kind yeah, of, and, and then you kind of that reveal of him and the silhouette. Oh, the silhouette first, and oh, looks that's... great. And then, what in the hell did they think? Were they thinking with those arms out? Yeah, I've heard it. I tell it just, what this again, laugh, laughable. I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird. Oh, no. I, the first time I ever saw that, I, I laughed out loud. And I, again, as an adult anyway, laughed out loud. And uh, I didn't laugh out loud last night, but I did chuckle. Um, but the, the only shot before that when you see Silo, like his shadow on the kind of the wall, just before he yeah, comes around the corner. that's great. That, 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 and, and like um, and the knives on the wall is great I did Joe when she says because this reminded me of Joe Joe she's like please God and then he says this is God I thought that's one of the most creepy lines in the whole film because like it, do you know what it started Joe's when she's like saying God please help when she's getting oh, yeah. the spoiler, spoiler everyone knows the opening of Joe's come on <laughs> yeah uh, where, before she's devoured she's just, like screaming for God to help her yeah and like she calls out Joe please God and the shark doesn't respond, does he? No, I, <laughs> I don't remember that. What I'm saying is that, like, it's almost like it's 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 a it's a uh, like a failed call for help or something. You know, it's like it's just like it's a false, um, redundant almost kind of plea yeah, for help. I don't know. They didn't really strike me at all, to be honest. I I did this fact that he then just like looks at him and is like, "This is God." Like that's yeah the response I mean, she gets. I don't know. I just found that kind yeah. of. Unsettling, you know. I'll be honest. I was probably chuckling from maybe the arms. I just thought that was um, a ridiculous. Decision. But then again, he again, like you said about where he ties with them, he like cuts cuts his off fingers. the hands. That's way better. And that was the moment where I was like, oh my god, he's a jester. Yeah. This guy is like a, an insane prankster. Like mm-hmm. he's, you know, uh, if if you crossed like Charles Manson with Mixius Pitalik from Superman, mm-hmm. you know, he's just all about, yeah. you know, or like Loki from Thor. And and, and Robert Englund said in the documentary, he said that the two kind of, uh, what he took from it was, he took a little bit of, uh, so Nosferatu the vampire with Klaus Kinski. He took a little bit of that kind of, with the really? gli- yeah, a little bit of the gliding walk, but then he also said he took a bit of Jimmy Cagney. Right. Kind of like did a kind of little swaggery kind okay. of like you're still like, kind of like gesturing kind of and the fedora hat yeah well. exactly kind of yeah. going along kind of like you know streetwise okay kind of, I, I would not have guessed you know. either of those yeah. to be honest um, um, but no you definitely get the gesture thing as well yeah I, mean, like, I think more like clown and then I think they evoke that with um Nancy's dream in the school and which starts off with that really creepy image of Tina in the body bag yeah. with the blood like that is really effective yeah. uh, she said like it wasn't fun being. No, I remember. I remember. Yeah, I remember watching that. Like, um, mm. but just watching it as a viewer, like that is a that is a horrific yeah. image. And do you know, do you know when it's dragged around the corner, you just see your hand kind of flaps yeah. the floor. It's yeah. so simple, but it's very, it's very, unnerving. it's very disconcerting. Yeah. And then also, I love when you see 
her legs are kind of lifted up and being dragged, but there's there's nothing there dragging her, but she's still being dragged out. Again, excellent special yeah. effects. But when she's walking down and she sees Tina being dragged away and she starts going around the corridor, you start hearing this kind of circusy synth starts coming mm. in. Um, and it does, and I, I never really thought about it before, but like he kind of is a bit of a clown. He kind of reminded mm. me of Pennywise mm. a bit. You know, he preys on kids. Yeah. Um. And he 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 he's more powerful if they believe in him or fear him mm. or whatever. And but with uh, Freddy, like, there's nothing he can do if you if you fall asleep, then you're, you know. Yeah, I know. But like as we discover later at the end of the movie, spiders. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when Nancy, you know, turns her back on him, she doesn't believe in him. Yeah. He loses his power. Yeah. That was the whole point. Yeah, but I'm just, yeah, yeah, that's true. But I um, I'm just saying like that that whole idea like you know you can't certainly before she found out that you can't avoid. Yeah, sleep. you have to sleep. I know she tries for like seven days, um, but it's that kind of thing. You know, it's like you, you and, and everyone in the world can relate to that, like trying to stay awake and not like you can't. Yeah, it's a pheno- it's a phenomenal it's a, concept. Yeah. That, I guess possibly like, the best concept for where, where you probably feel safest is in your bed, yeah. uh, is where you're most vulnerable, mm. uh, and in your in your sleep where that people think something that people cherish. Like, have I mean, you ever heard anybody who complained about mm. like uh, sleeping? You know, it's always you didn't get enough sleep. Mm. Now you got too much sleep. And like maybe, and maybe not, you know, uh, narcoleptic. Just, just for like, obviously, you know, uh, uh, just for maybe some of our listeners who might know that, like Wes Craven, like read articles, like two or three of them about mm. these like uh, young um, teenagers that were convinced if they went to sleep they were going to die. And there's this one particular case where this guy he like had coffee pots in his bedroom and he was staying up for a couple of days or something. But he eventually, you know, he kind of drifted off to sleep. They were watching television. His parents took him up because they were really worried about him. Put him to bed and they thought, oh, thank God. You know, he's finally got to sleep. And in the middle of the night, I heard him screaming. And when they got to him, he died. And that was a real thing that happened um, at West Craven. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's um, it's a, a phenomenal, like, story to you read. It's one of those where you read it and you're like, oh, my God, one, obviously, that, that's horrific. But two, you can totally see how it would inspire the idea in mm. um, exactly. Um, just going back to Tina, the her her death scene, we didn't kind of uh, finish up on that, like that no, whole God. sequence. <laughs> I mean, what I loved was you see it from her perspective, where he's there in the sheets with her, and then when you see when Rod rips the sheets off from his perspective, and he's just seeing her, yeah, just like she's having just you know with herself. So it's very kind of uh, disjointed kind of perspective you're getting mixed in with everything else and then like being dragged up the I mean it looks incredible it looks it's one of the best it's one of the best pieces of of, of special effects I've ever mm, seen in a film yeah. it is absolutely stunning like as we've mentioned a couple of times we've watched several documentaries about mm. the making of this film mm. I watched how they made it and I still struggle to understand what I'm actually seeing mm. in that scene like and I think they said that the same for the actress and the actors as well. It kept turning and mm. and like Wes Craven keep telling her this is up, this is yeah. down, this is but up, but this you, is but down. It's so hard for you to kind of register um, that, like because just we're just mm. obviously it's ingrained in us to understand mm. the ground is up, not down, and and vice versa. But like that again, that shot where you see um, Rod in the same shot as her, and he's looking up at her. Yeah. Like it's just done so mm. well, and like, cause it's not a big budget movie. No, I like I, I, it's amazing to see what they did on a low budget. Yeah. Like some of the most revolutionary effects I've ever seen, and it was just um, 
I mean, and 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 not only a, a special effects wonder. It's really, really, you know, effective shot so well. Like you know, like you really feel for her. It's it's, it's a mm. horrific to watch. Yeah. Really terrifying scene. Um, I'd say probably the best scene in the film. I think. Yeah, I think it was that that that, that whole sequence of him. It's just like, yeah, holy god, builds and builds. Like, I mean, I, I just wrote down Tina's death. Wow. <laughs> um, and and then Rod's death then is is tragic in a mm. different way because he could have been saved. He could have been saved, and, and again, for me, it's it's the part of that thing. You know, it wasn't as gr- as gruesome looking as the other deaths, but he could have easily been saved. And then also the fact, I, for me, in some ways. The parents, are in on many levels, contribute to the deaths yeah. of their children. Not just in the, what they did to Freddie, but like if you look at it, like they're so slow to get the key to look down on him because she's insistent. Like, please, just you see in her voice, she's like, just look at him, please, just to see that he's okay. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go into the Freddy kind of characters. the parenting characters yeah. a little bit more. Um, I, I just wanted to make that, and then obviously then with um, <coughs> with uh, Glenn's death as well. Um, the parents taking the phone off the hook, yeah, you know. And well, again, yeah, yeah. It, it, again, it's still contributing to 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 his yeah, death. Every step the parents, uh, are. and that was another really every step of the way the parents are um are getting in the way. But um, yeah, and, and then you go Glenn's death, another phenomenal uh, effect. A different kind of effect, um, and <clears throat> it wasn't as impressive as Tina's. Like when you go into the bed, I mean, it looks really good, mm-hmm. but it um, it was fine, but the, and even and the blood going up is fine, but the bit that I really loved was when his mother opens the door, and the liquid is flowing up. Yeah, that's that. There's that little attention to detail that I really appreciated and it really again helped me feel like I was genuinely watching what was going on on yeah. the screen there was a deleted scene where his body uh, comes back oh, up flops down and then it? flops down yeah. yeah onto the bed but I was wondering like, what the hell happened to him because you don't see you don't ever see yeah. what's happening in the dream he's just completely turned into liquid yeah like it must have been like a- uh, the fact that he's been collected in a bucket yeah. felt very dehumanizing, mm. like in, in no way to respect a dead mm. person. And I, I mean, obviously, practicalities, you know, what else can you do? But it just, it fe- yeah, honest, something... that moment I felt encapsulated his death way better than any of the reactions of, of even Nancy. Like, I felt like she didn't really react to his death enough. Uh, like, the weight of what had just happened to him. Especially after Tina, like mm. I'd expect her to to be more distraught. Yeah, I but said at least the only thing was to remember her father was like, uh, I don't want her to come over here seeing this. So at least, yeah. at least she didn't have to know how he went. Yeah, you know? I know. I know she, she, she died, she like, but at least you know. Um, then just bef- then it was just before, just after that, with the the phone, the unplugged scene. That was just before he died. Yeah. Mm. Again, was, him it, tying with her. It was done well, him tying with her, yeah. but. I thought he only had powers in the dream world. I, I yeah, I know, and I I think she must have been like dozing off herself in that you moment. Think? I yeah, because mm. otherwise it doesn't make sense. It felt like it was just a, a lapse of continuity. Maybe, maybe. I I I I kind of thought that it was just that she kind of drifted off because there was a bit earlier where she's she's kind of half asleep and she's like, "Glenn, are you still looking?" And he's like, "Yeah, so," which I thought was cool because when you're kind of half asleep, yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, you're kind of yeah, the door, you know, you're kind of yeah, mumbling kind no, of, yeah, it was which is realistic, well, yeah. so. So I don't know. Again, maybe it was a lapse on her part. 
Maybe, uh, but I, I feel I like she was. She was I think she was too careful yeah. to yeah. do that to, to let herself. Mm. That was the whole point of yeah. it. She hasn't slept in seven days. Mm. I doubt she'd have given in just a moment before yeah. she's supposed to go and meet Glenn. But um, but again, that was him kind of like tying with her and kind of you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, and there's some some amazing deaths mm-hmm. in it. Um, one that I thought was that didn't work as well. Uh, well, maybe before we go there, we should probably discuss. Uh, Kevin McAllister mode, <laughs> Home Alone. I, I again, someone should recut that and just have the and then he becomes Marvin Harry. I completely forgot. Like this is straight up Home Alone. Yeah, it's 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 really similar. The the hammer, the tripwire, the it kind of exposes the fire. Like, oh my god! Though I have to say the stunts. Uh, uh, I think for the fire at, when that was filmed. That was the longest ever burn mm, yeah. uh, uh, an actor. Oh, shot. Because um, he goes up, gets knocked down, goes up again, and then yeah. falls. Like, that was... Yeah, because I think when an actor does that, uh, or a stunt performer does that, it's kind of... I mean, obviously, they have certain marks to hit, but really, it's up to them. Like, yeah. when they drop, the scene is over. Like, yeah. that's just you, because yeah. that's the only way you can do that. And they couldn't believe what he was doing. Like, you... Ran upstairs, fell down, started going up again, and then then he goes down. Mm. Uh, unbelievable! And then like the flaming footprints through yeah, the and upstairs. Really cool, yeah. But I have to say, the mother's death was just really bizarre. Yeah, because well, like, she goes through the bed, didn't? Yeah, like, he lies know. onto her. Well, he's strangling her, I think. Didn't was he? it? I didn't yeah. even know. It's like he was just lying. I kind of strangled her. You could be right, but it just didn't. It didn't seem clear yeah. to me. He's just lying on her, and then. She's like a f- kind of a skeleton, kind of not. She's kind oh, she's of dead chair, again, and then she goes down. Yeah, what, I didn't understand how where? she went through that, like where she went because it evaporates, and then it's yeah, just like. And then and then, I, maybe he's just making her look like she's gone or something. Mm. And then like the father's like, "Oh well, okay, so uh, shall I leave it to it?" <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, well, I better get out of here because the script says I have to go, so I better go and allow you to have one final conversation with Freddy. But uh, I'll see you in a minute. I know your 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 mother, your boyfriend, and your your best friend have just died. But uh, anyway, I'll see you for breakfast. We'll see you, <laughs> um, yes, but it did lead to a great moment with Freddy, where when he starts morphing back up. And yeah, that was creepy. Uh, yeah, and then she she turns her back, and only yeah. then because they, they build it up with with Glenn telling her about the, yeah, um, turn your back on the dream too. practices. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't think of doing that, <laughs> um, but did, neither did she. I like the fact that it kind of she kind of had to really struggle yeah. to kind of get to that moment, um, and that worked really well. And I really liked that payoff of her winning with mm. her uh, endeavor and strength yeah. you know uh, her, 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 her strength of will like it was her strength that, that stopped took it away from mm. Freddy like she said I'm taking, own, it, I'm taking it back own. yeah she defeated no help him. no absolutely no help from anybody uh, and but then so then we just she literally walks out and then she's out and she's in the dream like they have the mist and the kind of the soft lighting you know, the mm-hmm. soft focus and the, the girls are skipping and Freddy's on the car and it's just like so what like he's still he got her like well I think she was still dreaming or something or something along those lines or something along I don't know yeah. it's just irritating because it, it built up so well and then it, it just, it, just it, it felt stupid the ending felt stupid to me yeah, it's it's one of the weaker parts of the, of the film the ending yeah. it's kind of you're not sure what... and like sometimes that's, that's a good thing 
Uh, I just think they could have executed it a bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, uh, yeah, there's some like amazing yeah, horror. Yeah, there are in, some in great moments, and I feel like I, I pre I've learned to appreciate. I, when I first time I seen this film, I didn't really grab me, which might be surprising to some of our listeners or every one of our listeners maybe. Um, but to be honest, I, I, there was a certain point where I would have said I didn't like this film. I've definitely come around on it. I I think it is a good, a very good horror film. I don't think like it's one of the greatest horror films ever made. Definitely not. But I think it is a really good horror film. Um, I think there's some moments, some parts of it are excellent, uh, and some parts less so. We'll probably get to that a little bit maybe in characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but the music is excellent, and like the direction is excellent. Special effects are phenomenal. Uh, and there's some genuinely creepy scenes in it. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to vote. You ready to vote? I'm ready to vote. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I think it's probably clear, but yeah, it's it's never down the street for me. Definitely, very close. Yeah, same. Uh, no contest at all. Nightmare on the Street is like, like it's one of the most comprehensive victories I think of any round we've done. No. So far, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's four nil and in no way controversial. <laughs> Uh, but um, let's see if <laughs> put it back with the characters. <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even finish that sentence to be honest. But okay, look, let, we got. Right, this. Look, this is the round I was looking forward to most. Uh, <laughs> you go into it. Go on, you. I was uh, open up. Okay, so uh, round, round one, round three, round one. <laughs> Jeez, you're. <laughs> I'm broken. Yeah, I'm broken. Round three. Wait, what you about to say? <laughs> characters. So. Friday the 13th has character. Yeah. Theoretically. We'll see about Theori- that. Theoretically. I, I was actually like, uh, I was joking with a friend of mine. I was saying like how, um, do you know, nudity, graphic demise. What else do you need for a character? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, okay, so I, I kind of broke them into little kind of pairs. Yeah. So I had like Nate, Jack and Marcy together. Yeah, in that... They didn't start chasing us, Looper, on that getaway music. <laughs> yeah, that was the exact same as that getaway music. I mean, that's exactly what I thought of as well. Uh, Grandpa and Homer, for people who, who didn't grow up in the 90s, I mean, I, I feel sorry for you. If you're not up, if you don't have every single moment of the first nine seasons of Simpsons off by heart, then, I, you know, we can only pity you. Um, but, yeah, Ned, Jag and Mercy... Uh, Walking props more than characters. I have. Yeah, I here. mean, Ned and and Jack had a little moment with the cop, which I thought was kind of funny. He has um, one moment that's funny. That bit with the cop, yeah. but he, I, I did not like Ned. He's not funny in this film, and not only is he not funny in this film, his trope is not funny in almost every film. The wise cracking, not good with the ladies guy that they have, they have to have in every single slasher horror film. He not only isn't great in this film, he created all of the other ones that annoy <laughs> the hell out of me as well. So I really hate Ned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, damn you, Ned. Um, he died well, as in, we well, don't see him dying, him but the reveal great. of him yeah. has done well. Yeah. But that was the best part of him in the film. That and the, and the oh, what that was the joke he had with the cop? I can't remember what it was. It was something, oh, I can't uh, remember. It was, it was genuinely funny. I did laugh yeah. at it, but otherwise, really irritating. Jack and Marcy are basically just, I mean, just classic teenager horror couple. Mm. Have sex, die. Yeah. 
that's it. Like it's just yeah. they're there to set up. They're they, like if you're going for a history lesson with Randy from Scream, they're they're the first thing he talks about on the first day. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like they are the one one in horror victim archetypal, just Slasher the bad victim. couple that the naughty couple that uh that have the sex. Oh, they weren't really naughty. They were just. No, like... what, I, what I mean is, by having sex, they are being yes, naughty. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the whole point. And you know? uh, the cop was right. <clears throat> they did smoke. <gasps> did they? Yeah. That's scandalous. Mm. Really is. Uh, do you know what I kind of liked, actually? It was Ralph. Uh, the, 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 the town crazy. Oh, the, sorry. I was like. Ralph? What kid was that? I don't remember Ralph. <laughs> Ralph Wiggum? Um, um, he was kind of... I liked him. He yeah, something I mean, about but him. But again, he he, he's that him. trope. He's the yeah. crazy guy. Yeah. You shouldn't go to oh, that town because they'll oh, be killing you. Oh, yeah. Um, I would like to see a bit more of him, actually. <laughs> he well, something he, to him. He did know? feel like a bit of red herring and they were yeah. setting him up as to potentially be the killer, yeah. which was smart, but yeah. then they get rid of him really quickly. Yeah. And I thought they did the same with Steve. Like, I thought yeah, Steve he's... was going to be the killer, but then they cut to him in the town, and are like, oh, well, he clearly isn't, because he's been there the whole day. You're just kind of like, oh, what a wasted... Yeah, but, like, he's, he's there, and then he goes, uh, and he's, yeah, I see him in, in the diner or whatever, yeah. and then, like, he comes back, and then he's instantly killed. Okay, he, has a little, he drives with the cop for a little while, he drops him off, but by the time he gets back to the camp, he's instantly killed, and it's like, really, all that, and he's gone. Yeah, it's really yeah. strange choices. You know? Um, um, because he should have come back and you're like not sure whether he's the killer or not which like exactly what Scream did really yeah. well um, where they set it up and you don't know who the killer mm-hmm. is um, th- this is the exact opposite of that Yeah, he's just like oh you're like okay because Steve has a jeep she's like oh wait the jeep killed Annie and I was like oh no wait he's in town the whole time okay it definitely wasn't him like, what a waste um, we kind of already said I kind of I kind of liked Annie even though she was, she was Went, uh, she says she, she's likable. They drop her off outside the cemetery. Yeah. Like, subtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, she was doomed. Yeah. Yeah. I just she kind of seems likable. She seems likable. Mm. She was a good actress yeah. and the kind of character you would root for in a film, and then yeah. she's gone. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> the only I would say the only good thing about a fan when you make a movie with character with no relatable characters or, or characters that have any real depth of, of uh, in any way. Mm. Is that anybody can go at any time? Like you, you don't know who's gonna go yeah. because literally anybody could go. Um, that's the only upside to not developing your characters is that uh, anybody. It's like Game of Thrones, except the opposite. Game of Thrones obviously developed your characters greatly, but it had that you know oh, you can go at any time. Uh, this has that as well. Um, but the downside of not really caring when they go. Actually, <laughs> um, Brenda. Brenda, but uh, see, I had Bill and Brenda. They they felt like real people. Mm. Yeah, like actually, I liked Bill, and I liked that it, when after well, Brenda's killed the situation, but Bill and and uh, Alice at least did the voice thing. They tried to get to the phone. Okay, it was gone. They didn't try to use the vehicle. It wouldn't yeah. work. So then it was like, okay, they couldn't walk in that storm. So at least they were trying to be logical in the choices yeah, they were no, making. You know? It's not that they're stupid yeah. characters. It's just that we don't really learn a lot about mm. them. Like, we learned a little bit about Alice that she came from California. Yeah. She wanted to go home and Steve wanted to stay in the... Kind her of and Steve had some kind of relationship yeah. or something going on. Uh, and then... That's always the that he went and then they were kind of... Not, they never met again. again. Like, she never meets Steve yeah. again. She, does she even... She finds him in the car. Uh, was it him in the car? Oh, probably was, yeah. Yeah. That that's it. Like it's just, it's really it's it's a badly written film. <laughs> like it really is. Yeah, like I I was I remember like having a show. I was like, 
I'm really struggling to get notes on like I don't even one character. <laughs> like it's one like, line, two lines. Yeah, and like, like the, the first line for Alice is "Final Girl." <laughs> <laughs> Joe Strange. She kept running away whenever she had the advantage on Mrs. Warren. Oh my god! That, like, that's why so do you keep running away? Like you're gonna, you have her, you know. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like once you discovered who she is, and it's just kill you twice. Mrs. Voorhees you is know. as strong as a wet puppy. <laughs> like she literally blow at her, and she's getting knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> One bump gun. Yeah, like it's like I don't think Alice realized her own strength. You know, <laughs> it's like oh, Mrs. Voorhees, l- let me help you off that step. Knocked out. You know, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it just it's so irritating because mm. I mean you create the thing. Okay, the killer is really powerful and swift and blah 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 blah, and then uh, and then as soon as we find out who she is. She is the weakest human being that's ever stepped foot in that camp. You know, it, it's like speaking of her. Yeah, so. Okay, I mean, she so was creepy. She is genuinely yeah. creepy. And it is an excellent twist. Mm. Like, it is a genuinely excellent twist. I did not see that coming. Um, and and the actor who played her sold it very well. Mm-hmm. It was, there was real subtlety there with the reveal. Um, and you and you also feel her pain and anger. Like, her son drowned because counsellors were off having sex somewhere while her son is drowning. I mean, yeah. that that's a horrific backstory. And, like, if it wasn't for the murdering of innocent people, you'd actually feel sorry for her. Um, but she kind of just, uh, you know, just went a bit insane at head. Mm. And uh, we, as we covered, just bizarrely fragile uh Afterwards, I, 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 and I feel it just it, it, as I said earlier, it just it's yeah, you know, she comes and they have to reveal like it was done really well. And she kind of she's like, so young, so pretty, it's all very creepy, but then it just goes on oh, too yeah, long, yeah, it's way too long, it goes on way too long because the stuff the, with them in the cabin is great and yeah, entry, but then and then when she throws go, Brenda through the window, yeah. like that's all really creepy, yeah. but it's like all just chasing around, it should have been cut, 10 minutes, should have been cut off of that, yeah, of that yeah. definitely. Um. And there should be more development of of her. Maybe even like maybe she's helping Steve get the camp together mm, or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, although yeah. maybe that might not. Just the fact that she's like we don't even really know who she is, and suddenly oh she's the killer. Like I think that works better for us having seen the sequels and seen or at least been aware of the franchise and that Jason is this killer. Mm-hmm. We know Jason's backstory and we know who Jason is. So then we know what it means when it's like, oh, wait, it was his mother. But like when you're going in watching this for the first time, it's like, okay, right. So this woman we heard like two lines about is the killer. Because like Jason isn't like, he isn't a big part of this movie. Like going in, they're not not talking about Jason, about the kid who drowned all the time. They're talking about the... It's mentioned in passing yeah, but two or three times. As well as the other like, things, the other yeah. bad things. That yeah, yeah. It's no Wasn't more important. Fire or something. Yeah, there's, it's no... It's, the incident is no more important than any of the other bad incidents that happened at the camp. So, like, we're not going in expecting Jason to be the killer. Like, when it first came out, the people wouldn't have been. So we don't really know who she is. Like, it's written... It's written very badly. Hmm. Um... I think that's the characters. Yeah. Never know the street. Yeah. Uh, Who do you want to start with? Okay, Rod. We'll start with Rodney. Okay, so he starts off and he, he, he's quite a I'll be honest, he's kind of an uneven character. He he starts off in the really cliche and kind of bizarrely 
like a cliche greaser. Like he feels like a nineteen fifties greaser. The kind of the bravado kind of. Uh, yeah, like yeah. like kind of like um, he would have been friends with Biff Tannen or something. <laughs> um, and then like I, I was surprised that they didn't go for the kind of the, the the classic eighties, uh, you know, bad teenager metaler punk guy. Um, his hair was fine for someone in the eighties. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like he has a his greaser kind of quality mm. to him, the leather jacket and everything. But he's very over the top. But there, there are moments of of subtlety to him yeah. which I liked, like yeah. when he says about the dream, like uh, girls don't have um, what is it? He say it's like girls aren't the only when they have nightmares. Essentially, is what he's saying. And it yeah, also on the, the market corner on the market or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, haven't cornered the market of mm. nightmares. And then when he's talking to her, uh, Nancy in in the prison cell, like. He's more real. Yeah, you really. He's, he's he actually, I thought he acted that scene really well. I thought like it was. Lo- I felt a lot of empathy for him. Yeah, it's like he really has done nothing wrong at all. Yeah, but he's uh, acted like a, a bit of a gambine. Like yeah, he had, but like I mean, look, you know, and there was like, a bit where he over. I I don't think he was going to do anything, but he overreacted the knife. Yeah, with when, the knife. Yeah, I I don't think he was really going to. Yeah, I know, but just, I think they established they are friends. Like you know. Yeah, the um, character is just very. It, it just. He didn't. He, he like, just he's bravado. But, yeah, but, but, but he, he he doesn't feel like a real person. But for me, I felt uh, I thought there was a lot of empathy for him when he's in the the prison and he's kind of breaking down, saying that he could have saved her maybe if he moved. Yeah, sooner, no, and, and but he thought it was another nightmare. That's what I'm saying. You know, like I I agree. Like that 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 was done very well, yeah. acted very well, written well, and it worked. And like I'm not saying that he, he couldn't be loud, but like he he seems so loud, like ridiculously loud and there's no way that how loud he was there I don't think it's realistic that he would be that he'd also have that depth to him as well well like, he's not really his girlfriend has been killed no I, so, I don't understand know. but I'm saying is, I'm saying is he's written I feel like he, he doesn't even seem like the same character to me it seems like two different characters well I think I, I, I don't know I disagree with that because okay. I think because of the, just because of what he's gone through like his girlfriend's died and he's been accused of murder and he's he's um you know, in prison. So I think it would it would change you like that kind of. I'm thing. not saying because he's a teenager. No, after you're not as well, like, I'm not saying he you know. wouldn't change. I'm saying is that he doesn't seem like a real person when at the start of the movie he seems just like a stereotypical trope. Like he doesn't seem like a human being. Like he he, he like he is he he belonged in Friday the Thirteenth when he starts mm-hmm. off in this movie, and then he's he starts being written well afterwards that's the way i felt the, the other thing that i found as well is they they like you can see like um you know nancy's father's um you know parker the, the sheriff from scream saying like uh you know oh the boyfriend was there he's like you know rock or musician drugs they're instantly kind of stereotyping him like oh he, he must have done it now i don't want to wait it's like he was in the room so it's like you know yeah, obviously, but, logic would tell you. But yeah, at the same time, there's still this kind of lumping in, like, oh, sure, it has to be him. Like, you know, he's, you know, a musician taking yeah, drugs. Yeah. So it's kind of, there's that as well. So it's like, yeah, no, he's I, 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 I liked all that. I, 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 I just, the, the earlier version yeah. just felt Oh, like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I was just going to the kind of the other parts. Yeah. Like, and I think, um, what Craven made a note of it, he said that, like, about the character, that, like, he kind of maybe was the guy that didn't get a lot of the breaks in life that other people kind of got, you know. Yeah, like, um, like, like I feel like if you know, like Bender in uh, in Breakfast Club, mm. like I feel like 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 Bender is that type of character, but fleshed out more, way yeah, way yeah. more. Yeah, like I'm not saying that you you can't go in. It's a way different film, and like the Breakfast Club is basically an entire film just in one room. But there are elements of it that they could have brought in that would have just like he can still be that angry, brash, bravado character, but and it's 
you I totally buy Bender's reveal and kind of mm. softer side afterwards, and I didn't with uh, Rod. I, but then I just one other thing on him uh, that like, you know he. He knows, like he says to Angela, like, look, I, I don't expect you to believe me. Like, So he knows no one should believe him, but he knows what's yeah. happened to Tina. But he dies with people believing he killed Tina and then yeah. just killing himself. Like, it's, it is very it, tragic. You know, you know it, it is. And, it, and it's powerful. It, it's, it's done very well. Um, and you do feel for him, definitely. Um, I did come around on him uh, as it went on. Um, Tina? Uh, yeah, uh, so... I just had like no help from her mother anyway, you know, goes off to <laughs> Vegas, which is again, is, is a, a theme throughout the yeah, film about yeah. parents just not being there for their children. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Um, and I think she has like the most vivid nightmares early on. So I think she kind of, that's why she initially is the one that's reacting so strongly to it all. Like you know I mean? Nancy initially isn't reacting as strongly mm. to it, mm. but I think maybe for Tina, she's having very vivid, very intense uh, emotions and experiences in these dreams. I think that's why she's the first to really kind of yeah. React you can to see it. the impact they're yeah. having on her. Like yeah. that's why she has Nancy and Glenn yeah. stay over. Um, yeah. No. I'm. To be honest, though, like I felt like her character doesn't have a whole lot going on, but she does a lot in the movie. Mm. Like she's really creepy, mm. and like she drives Nancy on really well throughout yeah. the entire film. Like when she's uh, reappearing and. Nancy's imagining her words even later on when yeah. she's you know going to battle Freddy mm-hmm. um, so like even though her character isn't very well developed it's she's a very important part mm-hmm. of the film but it's very much just to serve Nancy yeah more to so kick than, on her path yeah. which is which is fine yeah. that, that's totally yeah. okay like, because, I don't mind I, that. because you're supposed to kind of assume that she's the main character because in the first 15 minutes she's the one they focus on yeah so you think actually the I didn't, you're quite right actually yeah. Um, they do kind of shift then. Yeah, Nancy. which I think I, I like when films do that. You're like, oh, yes, we're gonna do the other one now. Which Friday the Thirteenth did as well, to be fair. With Annie. Yeah, they did with Annie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I thought her scenes, her death scene was amazing, and her scenes are really quite eerie. Mm-hmm. And the dream sequence was really good as well. But as a character, there wasn't a whole lot going. Yeah, on. just because she's gone and after fifteen yeah, minutes, no, so it was. Yeah, yeah. Just, no, she, I agree. She's yeah, there to, to yeah. She blend. works well in it. Then, yeah. Yeah, so first thing I'm on Glenn is that dude cannot stay away. <laughs> oh my god. So you had one job, Glenn. Yeah. You had one job. Um, the, the one big thing I've always thought about this, about Glenn, is in the early parts of the film, is he actually having nightmares? Because he's always like quick to kind of say, yeah. like, oh, that's impossible. Or, you know, yeah. Is it just that he's scared and he's like, I don't want to think that? Or is I it just like so, he genuinely yeah. thinks... The way you talk about it, like it's a nightmare. No, I think it's clear when he says when Tina says the green mm. and red jumper, so and he and they we cut to him mm. a close up yeah. as he looks up sharply. Yeah, that that's it. Like he's having the nightmares of because I mean you know Rod was having it, Glenn was having, mm. or, or Rob was having Tina and Nancy. Yeah, and there's no way he was left out. Yeah, um, and like cause as Freddie as we saw, <laughs> Freddie does come for him. Mm. So yeah, no. Uh, just that he always denies it. Or like, she's like, do you have any weird dreams? It's like, oh, I stepped like a rock. I, I think that that's quite. I think he's lying there. Yeah. He, I just I always found it interesting and fascinating yeah, about he, him. I see. Yeah, think about but, it as well is that maybe I mean even today, but also especially in nineteen eighties, he, he this is his girlfriend he's talking to. He doesn't want to show weakness in front yeah. of her. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's probably insecure in his masculinity mm. maybe and. 
he's afraid of showing vulnerability and you know and also i would say he's afraid he's insane yeah he's afraid it's real or he's afraid well, that what it means and that, he doesn't want to confront yeah, it that's why i think like in some ways he joined like she's like joe do you believe in the boogeyman mm. he's like no rod kill tina it's like yeah. he almost i want it to be that rod kill yes. tina i don't want it to be that's a way situation. more palatable yeah. answer and safer for safer for me as well yeah that like if tina died by this guy and that i could die by it too um but then remember he does say remember when they're on the bridge and she um he's like uh, whenever i get nervous i eat and she's like or if you can't do that you sleep and he's like i used to not anymore mm. so like again is that him kind of half oh yeah yeah definitely i'm not sure like like he's saying to her i slept out a log but he didn't yeah. that's and, and that's probably why he keeps falling asleep as well like mm, he's probably trying I mean, to stay like, awake. like why does he appear at her bedroom at like whatever it was like 11 o'clock mm, at night or yeah something? yeah because he's 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 awake as well he, he doesn't want to sleep yeah that's interesting yeah just i've never actually kind of um discussed that part i always wondered about that because he never kind of admits to it it's never it's very not, subtle yeah it is subtle which yeah. is a tribute to it because like you don't yeah. have to you know no, it is show good. everything it is good in your face like hey look at look at pay attention to this yeah, you know, yeah. no it, glenn it, is vulnerable it, it is good because like rod kind of does say it and Nancy. he says it like look yeah. i i thought it was this guy like he had these nice for fingers like he admits to it. and he says it to, T- or to tina as well remember he says like you know no more nightmares for either of us so mm. so it's interesting that they all kind of react in different ways too you know? yes yeah they do yeah um well, yeah. I, I think this film benefits by only having four teams. Yeah, to it shows because you get to see, you know, more of them or there's more yeah. to them, you know. There's, def- there's a lot, way more to them yeah. uh, in and this film. Obviously, the main one is Nancy. Yeah. Well, we did this briefly on Donald and Marge. Oh. Just because we wanted to talk about the parents. Well, I was going to talk about them in Nancy. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Um... Yeah, so first of all, obviously, she's the uh, virgin hero trope. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, again, you know, I mean, like, again, I always think of Scream, but, like, it's, you know, it's dead right. Like, it's analysis mm. of, of these films in particular um, is spot on, you know. Um, but, yeah. And, and, like, she's she's extremely brave, right? Because not only is she going head on to face Freddy, but she's also, like, doesn't shy away from trying to get to the truth of what happened with her parents connected to this as well. Because... She's always seeking out, you know, what exactly, why am I in this situation? You know, I've got to deal with it now, but why am I in this situation, you know? Yeah, she, she, she's an incredibly strong character, mm. I have to say. I, it's a, one of the strongest final girls I've seen yeah. in, in, in a film. Like, very believable strength. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not like uh, what they call a Mary Sue, where she's not like overpowered ridiculously, you yeah. know? Um, she she's uh she's a really really interesting character and but like she is very very brave, um and she's the only, as we said earlier she's the only one who's figured out what's going on yeah. in, in any way shape or form, her parents are useless oh, and like in a lot of ways I think it must have been on purpose she is the mother to her mother her mother's a child her yeah. mother's the addicted impetuous you know uh, moody. Um, and and remember she even says to or to she says to Nancy at one point she's like look there's something wrong with you you're sick and I was thinking no you're the one who's yeah. sick and has issues you know because I think she doesn't want to face up to the facts of what what she did yeah you know she's trying to shy away from that just like stop talking about that you're fine just you're just nightmares you know whereas like when she pulls the hat out 
Yeah. And you see the cut in her arm. It's like, you, you were there. You she was just in yeah. another room. Like, yeah, it's like you understand you know, to a certain like, extent. But then it's yeah. like, just listen to the yeah. girl. And then her father as well is dismissive. Like, oh, yeah, I'll be over. Don't worry. Yeah. Like, And then just like, he just, you know. You just get some sleep. That's what I've been telling you. Like, yeah. And, like, and you do, can like, kind of understand. Again, yeah. you can understand. Like, look, I'm very much an unbeliever in mm, any supernatural. Yeah. And it would take a lot to convince me. But I'd have to say I'd be more worried than than her father is yeah. in this movie. But you remember as well, like when when after just after Rod's funeral and she's at the car and she kind of describes like I don't know who he is, yeah. but he's got a red and green sweater and a dirty hat and like they both give a look like yeah. they're like this sounds familiar. Like so, well, like, they, how well, the hell sounds familiar. They know exactly yeah, who, who that is. is. And like how would the hell would she know? Yeah. This is before she was born or whatever, you know. Although like, I do, ha- I do find it a little hard to believe that. There would be a mass murder in her neighborhood, and like, you know, she wouldn't have heard of it. Mm. Like, this is a, a you know a nice neighborhood. <laughs> it's like I, I again going back to Home Alone, but like when they're talking about the uh, the shovel slayer back in what was fifty eight, all these family, like, he, he did nothing, and like mm. that's a perfect example of how kids tell stories Bellicious, and make yeah, them up. Yeah, yeah. If an actual mass murderer was killing children, like. What, no more than probably 10, 15 years ago in their neighborhood. There is no way she would not have heard of him. Um, but it's one of those, look, I'll let it slide. You know, mm. for the sake of the story and we'll keep it going, it's fine. We'll move on. But it did give me pause. I'm like, really? You, you've never heard of the mass murderer who was killing children in your neighborhood like less than two decades ago? Definitely. Really kind of thought like, um, when she tells the story, like just how vile. Yeah. He's, he's like just, just, just yeah we'll get on to him in a minute yeah, like, but he's just he's one of the most repulsive uh, horror yeah. movies ever in any film I have to say before he becomes a demon as well yeah but let's get to him in a second yeah, but we'll yeah, get, we'll we'll get just him, finish yeah. Nancy yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I like that scene where just before she goes to face Freddy she puts her mother to sleep mm. and again it's exactly what her mother should be doing to her I mean theoretically mm. is just putting her to bed safely and looking after her and making sure she's okay and Nancy's doing it to her. Like it's basically, it's almost like just get out of my way and let me just solve this. And she says to Nancy, actually, she says like, doesn't she say like, um, you know, you face things at your gift. Yes. It's a strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes you have to turn away from it as well. Yeah, which is, which is what subtle, she's doing. No, but it's also yeah. a subtle. I thought a subtle reference to the fact that she has to turn her back to Freddy. Oh mm. well, yeah, like, it could like, be that. Like well. Glenn had advised yeah. her. Well, yeah, that, 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 that's a fair point. I, I, what came to me just when I saw it was that, like, you know, but as soon as you have to turn away from it, and I was just thinking of, like, how marriage kind of is turning away from that, yeah, no, what she's doing. But it could work your way as well. Yeah, like, you know, I, I think getting both are, 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 yeah. are uh, valid. And then, like, she's, she's very, like, she's a great friend, like, you know, she really oh, yeah, looks yeah. out for her friends. Like, yeah. she does all she can for Rod, for Rod and Glenn. Like, yeah. she's... George. It's too late for Tina. She doesn't even know. What yeah, she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. But even like she does go over and stay with her because she's feeling yeah. scared and upset. Yeah, no, like, she, she's know. a very loyal yeah. character and, and and very strong. And then she's you know the proto Kevin McAllister, as you said. <laughs> like what if what if, yeah. what if I forgot how actiony those scenes yeah. were and kind of funny yeah. like with that sledgehammer in particular <laughs> and then he falls that's backwards straight up over the over the, over the, the banister, the banister like, stairs, that's yeah. straight up home alone <laughs> um yes and, and quite clever like you know when she's got the you know the um the gunpowder in the light bulbs and mm. stuff like that she's very 
clever cat like you know? yeah um, yeah so I, I like Nancy she, she, mm. she's a very good character uh, I just gotta say the, the, the line warm milk gross <laughs> I love warm milk and Weetabix I just gotta say that <laughs> I think it's probably more hot milk than mm. warm milk yeah um, yeah it's true <laughs> yeah. Uh, one other thing she had a poster of the police I'm a massive police fan so that was like extra bonus points for her that she had that in the wall so, yeah. okay nice. we'll, we'll end it on that for Nancy mm. but moving on to um Chared face Frederick, himself Frederick Charles Kruger um, yeah so I, I kind of I touched on it earlier but to me the thing that struck me the most about him um, was that he's a trickster and he's like he's enjoying torturing mm-hmm. them and playing with them yeah. and teasing them which he probably did when he was alive as well he probably well, enjoyed I, it, yeah you know? very much so yeah I imagine um, like cause, you know, she says that he took them back to his boiler room uh, uh, you don't want like, yeah it's yeah, just it's, even... it's quite a vile kind of mm. image that that's created um and like keeping the trinkets as well yeah. just uh, very sick um yeah you know like and then when she's at that moment where she sees the crucifix of tina and rod's knife rod's knife yeah. and then you don't see uh, glenn's earphones so you wonder does that give her kind of hope and then she finds Glenn's earphones mm. full of blood, and she knows that he's he's without doubt that mm. Freddie got him. And even like at the start, like when uh, like we mentioned about Debbie breathing, but it's almost like he's kind of purring when he's like f- putting on the glove, mm. and it's like that sense of like he's like almost salivating at the thought of what he's going to do to them, yeah. and they're unsuspecting, you know, victims that you know he's very soon going to be terrorizing and you know doing all this horrendous stuff to them. Um, yeah and, and like and then another factor which again like we spoke on earlier that it's diluted by the fact that Freddy is such an iconic character mm. and that we've you know for all all of our entire lives he's been you know one of the biggest characters yeah. in pop culture is how we creepy he looks mm. yeah I mean like he does look vile mm. yeah. you know that burnt skin and, and you know even, even like and even so, like uh, like as Wes Craven was saying the color of his jumper like the green and red like was picked purposefully because the eye has trouble with those two colors together yeah. the the kind of most awkward to kind of for your brain to uh, take in and so it's all about making you feel unease and askew and uh, he's really uh Again, and the special effects on on his scares are phenomenal. Well, because so. what what what's interesting is that like um, so originally like, Freddie wanted this very shadowy kind of figure, you know, but because he and, and to be Freddy, honest, like Freddy? most of, yeah for Freddie, like he wants. Oh, you mean Wes Craven? Sorry, Wes Craven. Sorry, yeah, wanted to like show him in the shadows a lot, which they did do a lot of. Yeah, but when he saw how um, how great the makeup looked, yeah. he was like he was trying to push for it to be shown more. And they were kind of reminding him, like, Wes, remember, like, the way, the tone you wanted on the film? They were like, I know, this is the makeup people were saying this, like, you know, don't yeah. feel like you have to show, even though yeah. it's realistic looking, don't feel like you have to change the the, the, the tone and format of the way you want to film. Just because he was so excited about how the makeup looked. But, that, uh, yeah, but, you, you know, and that makes sense. And I can see the, 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 um why you would want to push it mm. but actually by keeping him in the shadows and then revealing him mm. it actually is more powerful yeah there's more weight to it kind of like in jaws with the shark yeah you know exactly yeah it is because he's very much in the shadows and it, it's unnerving uh, uh, starting off but just to reiterate like that he's like 
it's vile. Mm. This is absolutely disgusting. Like even like the way he's like you know torturing her. Like she's fifteen. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I I didn't realize how young they were yeah. uh, supposed to be in it. Um, but like you know the the tongue and the phone mm. and like when he slices open his his chest and you see these like green yeah. maggots coming yeah. out and pus and slices off his fingers in front of Tina and like kind of looks I'm like oh you seen this mm. you know it, it yeah really 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 unnerving character and and I think in in some ways <clears throat> I wonder like was he happy what happened to him because. Oh, it allowed him because it know, allows him to do it to now do without it being tried yeah. or being you know no one can he can't be held accountable now and he's got supernatural abilities so like he can just go do it on a, a whole different level you know so I wonder like in some ways like obviously he's yeah he's better off now yeah, yeah. yeah. this is what he you know um, he's happier with his now um, I like the fact that they kept you know that fire was kind of dangerous to him because mm. like. Even when she throws the um, the uh, um, with kerosene or whatever it is mm, onto him, Max, like you can hear him kind of crying out in fear yeah, yeah. before he's even lit. Yeah, like you can tell that he's he's traumatized by this. Mm. Um, and it was because you, you, your monsters have to have weaknesses. Yeah, but that's actually that reminds me of what weaknesses. When she brings him out into our world. He's relatively weak. Yeah, he's not anything spectacular. He's just a regular man. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is kind of weird. I never thought because I always thought of him as this all-powerful being because mm. he can kind of do anything. But that's only in the dream world. In the dream world, yeah. In in our world, he's just a man, a scared man, resilient. You know, mm. he takes that uh, being set on fire uh, pretty well. You know, as he keeps going, but like she's able to grab him, kind of overpower him at times. He's not particularly strong, or mm-hmm. no, he's not. No. In any way, super, no. super strong, or super. Strong. It's, it's like a regular man, like yeah. who, you know, if you got hit which, with a sledgehammer, you'd react the same way, you know. <laughs> which you, which you kind of have to have. Like, yeah. He yeah, because if, if he can't be Satan. Yeah, if he's just like unlimitedly yeah. invincible, it's just like you need to have a crack, a chink in the armor. Yeah, you know, she has to have a way of yeah. uh, of defeating it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought, I thought, and again, as I said. Like it's difficult to judge a character like Freddy mm. without taking the weight of, of you know whatever the ninety six sequels. Yeah, but like but it does the show rap, their, the rap music. It, it, it does show there in the original that like, and like I know you did allude to like, and he does have kind of jester moments, but he doesn't have a lot of lines, and he's not no. turned into the, the wisecracker kind of guy, you know. He's no, even him, even though he, he does have a jester kind of thing, yeah. well, you know, he's he's in no way like the. Yeah. This joking guy from way the after, sequels. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's enjoying it. Like in in the first one, he is the only one laughing. In the sequels, mm-hmm. we laugh as well. Yeah, yeah. Certainly yeah. the latter ones. Like I'm, I, I, I am a big fan of the third one. Although third one is 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 is, yeah. is a solid yeah. movie. Um, but but some of the other ones, four and fifty, yeah, they're uh, he just he's quite it's a comedy basically. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and like her, he does have some funny lines, but it is it's not what. No, no. I, the F- Nightmare on the Street is is without doubt the, the strongest mm. of what I. I don't think I've seen every one of them, but of what I've seen, it's it's not even close. Um, just like this round was not even close. Um, I'm ready to vote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Nightmare on the Street. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the last one was the most comprehensive win. <laughs> this one's even more comprehensive than the previous one. Yes, I'm also giving it to Nightmare on Elm Street. It's six now. 
Friday, just get out. <laughs> it just I mean, off you pop, like. It's weird, like, I mean, I've seen Friday the 13th before, and, like, I like it in a, on a certain level, you know, I, I enjoy it for what it is, but I remember watching it, and I was like, jeez, like, it's just no chance. I knew, uh, certainly with the, with the second and third rounds, like, there was not a chance. Yeah, music was the only one where it had a whole chance. And, and, like, and that, that genuinely, as you said, Friday the 13th has good music. Like, I was about to say Fire Thirteen isn't Fire, I was about to say Fire the Thirteen isn't a bad movie, but that would be a lie. It is a bad movie. Um uh, did I have fun watching it? I did a bit, yeah. Um would I ever put it on again? No. Mm. Um I I mean like I, I did for the purpose of this. I had seen it before, I think once. I didn't enjoy it. Um I probably enjoyed it a little bit more when I was getting you know, reviewing it, but and I'll never watch it again. Nightmare on the Street, I will. Even though I, I have no immediate rush because I've yeah. seen it four or five times. Um, but I'll definitely be watching that before I watch Friday the 13th again. Um, yeah, like, I mean, Nightmare on the Street is like one of my favorite horrors. Like, I mean, when it comes to slashers, I could probably be just behind Scream, you know. Um, so like I'm a massive fan. Yeah, we're on different wavelengths when it comes to this movie. Mm. Like for you, it's one of the, your favorite horror yeah, films. Yeah, one of my favorite films. For all me, time. It, it, it's a very good mm. horror film, but there are plenty that I would mm. have yeah. well above it. Uh, and then with Friday the Thirteenth, it's I get on a different. I get it doesn't compare, but like I enjoy it at a, di- at a different level from what it is. You know, it's it's just fun. Like just. Yeah, it's mindless. Like, yeah, fun, fun horror film, but you know? but it's then, nothing. It's not going to win any. Uh, it's not going to win money. These kind it's of not contests, for me. I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm generally I'm not a fan of mindless movies unless they're like ridiculous, like The Room or something, where it's just like, okay, yeah, I'll strap in for that ride. But horror is the only one I think that can carry it. You know, to to, to a tolerable. Well, experience. like the, the Room was a, was an attempt at being dramatic. Yeah, for most of it for me anyway. Like I mean, a bad comedy I'm not gonna enjoy, it, but I I I'll enjoy a bad horror film. You know. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. I I mean, in particular, like special effects and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You you get a, you, you get away with a lot in horror yeah. the horror genre, yeah. which is what we're hoping for when we release our short film on on Halloween night. <laughs> we nice hope plugging. we get we get away with our our mistakes, and you're like, oh, it's okay. It's only you're only amateur uh, director. Can let uh, two guys do a podcast and yeah. rip our film to shreds. You know? <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> um, tear away. But um, next week is we have. Well, it's a battle. A very different battle. Yeah, very very different battle again. Um, it's so. <laughs> the witches from I think nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety. Roald Dahl. I'm not sure if that's in the title, but it's the Roald Dahl. It's his, the Roald Dahl yeah, adaptation versus the iconic. Um, uh, what's that? What's that? A cult uh, favorite, Disney favorite, Hocus Pocus from nineteen ninety three. Yeah, so we're going Kenny for Ortega. kind of a uh, family horror episode next week, mm. which we've been trying to kind of shifted around the different parts of horror we went for the OG zombies versus the new zombies we went for the universal straight zombies. up universal classic horror icons um, 80s slashers 80s slasher and then going on to next week with the uh, family friendly horror um, 
and then we have two more after after next week with uh, the witches versus hocus pocus we have two more left we'll have one on the friday and then we'll have another one on the saturday on, on halloween yeah, night. the bonus episode um, um yeah so uh do you, uh, do you want to do a little plugging of where you can find us? <laughs> Plug away, I suppose, yeah. Um, you can find us on Twitter um, at MovieBattlePod, P-O-D, um, with the hashtag the MVP on there as well. Um, M- hashtag MVP on Facebook, where we're the, the Movie Battle Podcast. Um, and you can email us at themoviebattlepodcast at gmail.com and... Yeah, on YouTube. Oh, YouTube, of course. Yeah, YouTube, which is the Movie Battle Podcast, where you can. Uh, you've had there's a nice visual component there as well with a bit of pixel art. Um, so. Yeah, and, and we push the pixel art every week. We release new pixel art, custom pixel art for every episode we do. We release sure. that every Friday, along with the episodes on social media pages. So check them out. Drop us a comment, a like, a follow, whatever way you want to show your support. We very much appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll leave it, we'll leave it there so. We'll leave it there so. 